jikaze, tu jikaze, jikaze. Tu jikaze, tu jikaze, jikaze. Africa, jikaze, tu jikaze, jikaze. America. Tu jikaze, tu jikaze, jikaze. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokele, live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you so much for joining me for another incredible session here of the African Father in America podcast. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am in Seattle, Washington, and uh, I am the host of the African Father in America podcast. I'm really, really excited to be here with you today. Uh, I hope you're also doing well. You know, uh, Let me know in the comments where in the world you are joining me for from <laughs> let me know where in the world you're joining me from but today we have another amazing uh african proverb our proverb today comes from the bemba community uh, our proverb comes from the bemba community we are going to dissect it and we are going to learn a lot and hopefully you will take the knowledge that you gain today and share it uh you know with your community with your children with your friends with your family, whoever you think um, will will gain some value from the conversation that we're having today. Uh, I am just going to take a look at Clubhouse here. I see that I've been joined by uh, Lavender, Steven, and Cubs. Thank you so much for taking your time uh, to join me today. Uh, I just want to give you a chance to say hello before we begin uh, properly. Uh, I see William Jackson has also joined us on on uh, YouTube. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to hear from you, Stephen. Just say hello quickly, and then we go to Lavender. Just say hi before we begin the show. Hey, Cubs, I want you to say hello as well. Thank you so much. Stephen? Well, hello, everyone. Uh, it's another beautiful evening, and I'm happy to be part of this session. Thank you, Simon. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, Lavender, how are you doing uh, today? Hi, Simon. Hi, everyone. There's Lavender. I'm doing great. I'm ready for today and looking forward to today's conversation. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Lavender, for your continued support. Hey, Cubs, how are you doing uh, today? Good now, and uh, well, good morning to you, and good evening to, uh, I guess, Stephen and Lavender and anybody else that might be in the evening hours. I'm doing well today. Um, a little out of breath because I have my little uh, animals that I had to get them physically active this morning, but I'm ready. I'm ready for today. Thank you. Excellent. I hope you have your cup of coffee. I have mine uh, and I'm just about to sip on it as we begin the session. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, I'm, I'm really, really excited that it's also Friday. Uh, I want to welcome uh, Koning and also uh, I want to welcome Empress who has joined us as well. And of course, uh, M. Jewel uh, has joined us on YouTube and also uh, our brother, who was our wonderful guest recently here, um, uh, William Jackson. I was expecting a guest today from Jamaica, 
and uh, it seems that she might not be able to join us. Uh, I don't know yet, but uh, I just wanted to say that before we start. Our proverb today from the Bemba community says that a child is like an axe. Even if it hurts, you still carry it on your shoulder. A child is like an axe. Even if it hurts, you still carry it on your shoulder. This is a beautiful, beautiful proverb. And uh, I can't wait to hear what you all have to say about it. If you're watching on YouTube, I want you to share in the, in the comments what this proverb brings to your mind. I want to repeat it again, and then I'm going to share the three nuggets of wisdom so that we can continue on our conversation right after that by listening to some of our brothers and sisters who have joined us on Clubhouse and also by reading some of your comments uh, on YouTube. But I can, I can guarantee you that uh, you're going to leave our conversation today with a lot of nuggets of wisdom that can really guide you for the rest of today and also really for the rest of your life if you love Proverbs and you appreciate wisdom, especially ancestral wisdom. Now, I'll repeat the proverb just one more time because I see that a number of people are just joining us. By the way, if you're watching this video, I would really appreciate if you give it a thumbs up and also if you leave your comment below so that we can engage with you later on and respond. Uh, if you look at all our videos uh, on this channel, uh, you find that we respond to a lot of the comments. There's a lot of engagement that comes after the live stream and we want to continue building that. Um, the first, uh, the proverb says, a child is like an axe. Even if it hurts, you still carry it on your shoulders. Now, there are three nuggets of wisdom that we prepared for you that are related to this uh, uh, proverb for today. The first one says that, love your child unconditionally. Love your child unconditionally. Uh, this could mean, you know, love something that is dear to your heart unconditionally. That could be your job, that could be your idea, that could be your own body, you know. Sometime taking care of yourself requires, you know, unconditional love for yourself. Number two, uh, teach resilience and perseverance, you know. Uh, teach yourself resilience and perseverance. Teach your children resilience and perseverance. And also those who are teachable in your community, those who uh, look up to you, you know, ensure that you give them examples and you live as an example of resilience and perseverance. And then number three, help children face challenges. Um, this is really, really important, you know. Uh, for me as a father, one of my proudest moments is always, uh, you know, being able to comfort my, my daughters uh, and, uh, you know, I remember even recently one of my daughters lost it. You know, sometime when you're too tired, when you're operating from very little sleep, uh, you, you, you get, end up getting tired and uh, you end up not being able to really even think about what you're saying or what you're doing. Uh, and that's as an adult. So for children, you really, really uh, appreciate them when they're tired because uh, if they're tired and they're very, uh, you know, they're very uh, strong and opinionated people, then you really know that, um, uh, you know, they can really, they can really break your heart. And so 
if you don't stay with them during those moments of difficulties when they've lost their composure, they've lost their cool, uh, and you see them through until they're able to gather themselves, they're able to be who you always know them as or who they really love to be, uh, you know, you have not helped them face their challenges, you know. And there could be worse challenges, you know, in life. Uh, I've seen, I grew up in an orphanage, you know, my mother ran an orphanage and so I grew up in an environment where we saw children who arrived uh, with a lot of different stories, with a lot of different traumas and part of our job was to help them with the healing process to, to become their family, you know. And so uh, there I learned how my mother actually helped many, many children face their challenges and so sometime even without knowing I find myself helping my children the same way helping other children in the community the same way so uh, these three nuggets of wisdom are very very uh, special uh, to me now um, just quickly before we begin hearing from our brothers and sisters who are joining us I just want to welcome Oga who has joined us here again uh, and Sarah Thank you for being here. You're one of our amazing supporters. And uh, of course, you know, I see Stella, I see Brother Rushi and Brother Arth. Uh, you know, I just uh, appreciate you all for being here. I'm mentioning people on Clubhouse and I want to encourage you to just take a minute. Make sure you share the link to the room. Make sure you ping in, uh, you know, three to five people to join us for today's conversation. And make sure you link, you, you tap the link at the top of the room and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I am live there today. And today I don't have a, a special guest. All of you are special guests, you know. So I want us to actually reflect on some of the, the conversations, the proverbs we had this week. And so as you come on to share your own perspective about today's proverb, just take a minute and also reflect on how this week has been for you. Because I feel that this week we've really, really, um, we've done a great job. We've hosted a number of incredible uh, guests. And uh, of course, Natalie, who is who is supposed to be our guest, is here too. So I, I need to send you, Natalie, the right link for you to join us on YouTube. But I see you on Clubhouse, and I'm really, really excited about that. So while I figure out how to get Natalie on the show, I just want to invite Stephen. Uh, Stephen, just take a moment, share your perspective on today's proverb. Uh, and also share where you're joining us from and uh, briefly share, uh, you know, how this week has been for you. And Natalie, I want to send you the right link on your Instagram account. Uh, and also Lavender has been trying to reach you by email. She sent you uh, a lot of info about today's conversation. So check your Instagram, you'll find all the information. For now, let's hear from Stephen briefly. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, thank you for having me again, Simon. I'm Steven, joining from Kisumu, Kenya. Uh, this week has been amazing. It's been pretty busy. Steven, hold on for a second. Let's hear from Natalie, who is supposed to be our special guest today. Natalie, Dr. Natalie Kotesi is just an incredible uh, leader. And, uh, you know, I, I have a lot to say, but I want to give you space so that we figure out how to get you on, on the YouTube side of things. Go ahead, Natalie. <laughs> Happy New Year. Hi, Simon. Bonne année. 
Um, thank you so much for inviting me to be on the program today. I'm always excited to share with you, Simon. It's the best way to start out the year. And um, I'm just glad that you're back. We missed you when you were on your break. And um, I really love this proverb. I think this is a very, a very, very interesting one. I think um, childhood is something that certainly, um, you know, it resonates for all of us. We've all been children. And I think the context in which you, you, you've sort of framed it just now is, is quite poignant. A very, very interesting proverb to put together child and axe in the same proverb is, is a very, you know, meaningful symbolism for me because children really do change your life. You know, um, they build up families, they cut families down. That, that symbolism of the axe is, is quite, quite something. Excellent. Natalie, I would love to have you on YouTube. I wonder whether you're in a position to join us there. I sent you a link that you can use to do that uh, so that we... Um, I actually tried, Simon, to, okay. to join on YouTube, but yeah. somehow I couldn't get into the chat. So I was in the YouTube space, but I couldn't somehow get into where you are. So, so I was sort of lingering and yeah. I wasn't able to participate. So I decided to join using Clubhouse. You did a, a great job. Check your Instagram. I sent you a link, an ecom link that sure. will allow you to join. I would really love for us to have a full experience of Natalie uh, live All and right. direct. Um, let me try. Let me try Insta. Will okay. Do. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. So now, Steve, uh, can you just start over again, just introduce yourself briefly, where you're joining us from, and also, um, you know, what your perspective on today's proverb is. And I'll go through everyone, and then we'll, we'll have a, a great conversation with Natalie, uh, you know, later on. Natalie is a really, really uh, well-accomplished uh, uh, author and poet, uh, and I'm going to tell you guys a little more about it. She's also a professor at uh, the University of West Indies in Jamaica. So really, we have a powerhouse as our guest today. So Stephen, go ahead. Thank you, pardon me, Simon. I'm Stephen, uh, joining from Kisumu, Kenya. Uh, this week have been great. It's been pretty busy from my end. And uh, of course, all uh, the sessions we've had them back to back, which have been success uh, throughout the week. Uh, now, on today's proverb, a child is like an axe. Even if it hurts you, you still carry it on your shoulders. Uh, what comes to my mind is uh, uh, the axe uh, and uh, what it signifies in uh, our culture. Uh, in your culture, axe is very symbolic and uh, uh, it's handled with uh, a lot of care. Uh, so uh, there are instances that uh, any occasion cannot be carried out uh, without an axe as one of the tools that are being uh, uh, presented. Uh, for instance, like if you want to uh, set uh, your own state, uh, axe is very symbolic. Uh, so it's uh, one tool that is very important. Uh, and it's handled with a lot of respect in my uh, culture. Secondly, uh, I'm also looking at uh, uh, the functions that an axe can do. Uh, how mighty and 
huge trees that an axe can uh, pull down and uh, fall uh, just with the little effort put uh, uh, to the tree. So uh, what the, all these uh, uh, symbolic functions of the axe uh, that sends uh, the message to me or means that uh, we shouldn't uh, underestimate our children. We should uh, uh, treat them with care and we should uh, value every child that we have. We should treat them equally because we never know how far they will go. In uh, my culture, a male child is always uh, highly valued. And if you are a man and you don't have a male child, you are considered like uh, you have a problem. But then if you are looking at uh, uh, our modern life today, you find like every child is equal and every child comes to grow up of uh, their own and contributes to the growth of uh, his fellow siblings. So we shouldn't uh, discriminate on our children based on gender or sex, uh, but uh, we should treat them equally, we should empower them equally, and uh, we should uh, have confidence in their capability. Uh, that uh, reminds me of my son, uh, my last born son, Emmanuel. Uh, he always likes, uh, if he sees me in the farm, he wants to take the, the oath from my hand and also he wants to till the farm. So what I always do is, allow him to carry the, the jembe, however much the jembe is it's almost his height. He'll struggle and make sure that he, he lifts it two or three times. So with having uh, them empowered now at their tender age, I'll not have to struggle tomorrow uh, to, to shape their ways of life. So uh, thank you, Simon, for having me. That was my moment. <clears throat> Excellent, Stephen. Thank you very much uh, for sharing your perspectives with us as well. Uh, I want to swiftly go to Lavender and uh, Natalie. I've sent you a little more information in your Instagram inbox. Uh, uh, and if you just click that link there, it will take you straight away to where I am uh, so that you can join us for the show. Um, Lavender, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to today's proverb and uh, what are your reflections briefly in regards to this week's uh, sessions that we've held here in the African Father in America podcast? Thank you, Simon. This is Lavender. I'm speaking from Seattle, Washington. My reflections about this week, um, I'm definitely waiting. I to hear from Natalie, but the past conversations uh, we've learned, uh, William Jackson joining us with his wife, Ida, uh, was really fun learning and listening to, you know. Um, we've learned so much when it comes to our ways of lives, health, and, um, this room has been quite a huge support system when it comes to the audience in itself. Uh, I wouldn't call the gathering an audience, but I feel like most of you are now my friends and family. 
uh, to speak about today's proverb. Um, talking of today's proverb, a child is like an axe. Even if it hurts you, you still carry it on on your shoulder. I don't know if any of you, um, anyone with kids, nephews or nieces, uh, anytime you hear them say uh, a word you didn't expect, like stupid <laughs> or call somebody stupid, you, you, I, I usually reflect and I'm like, where did they hear this word from? So it has you watching what you say, how you act, because it will remind you of what you did around them. And that is sort of an, a reflection of what they saw from the environment that they are in. So um, they teach you a lot. <laughs> and then uh, on the other hand, um, the axe is as, go as good as you sharpen it. So the child can also uh, learn when uh, on the right direction when you teach them values like good values uh, and they grow up to be better people in the future when you teach them the right way and um, it reflects when they're in school uh, their caregivers will definitely notice that uh, this child is taught more or uh, nurtured well back at home. Um, those are my thoughts for today's, today's proverb. I'd also like to mention the description on our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel or uh, the link to uh, this live session is pinned at the top of this room. When you click on the description of um, today's proverb, you'll find so much resources, including the three nuggets of wisdom that Simon had shared earlier. Also, uh, I'd like to share that you can subscribe to find the uh, list of proverbs that we've shared throughout the years and how you can um, apply them to your life. Um, the other thing is uh, Simon's book. The link to Simon's book, Rooted in Love, is also on there. And our trip to Kenya, the link is also there. OneVibeExperience.com. When you check, click on that link, you'll get the itinerary of the 10-day trip to Kenya. The next trip is in 1st February and the other upcoming one is in July 10th. I had you guys, uh, I had Simon telling Natalie to join on uh, Ecom. That's how we are able to share screens on YouTube. That link is also um, on the YouTube description section. You can find that app on there and feel free to ask me any questions or uh, if you need more information, feel free to inbox me. Thank you, Simon, for the time to speak. Thank you, uh, Lavender. Uh, thanks a lot.
to everybody who is listening in and everyone who is watching i'm really really grateful for your love and uh, support and i just want to ask you to um to bear with me i'm going to just come to natalie quickly so cubs bear with me i'll come back to you and stella and everybody else on the stage in just a moment uh you know dr natalie kutesi is joining us live and i just want to be respectful of uh natalie's time you know uh so thank you again thank you again for making the time say something so that i can make sure we all hear you very well hi hi <laughs> yeah your audio is a little low i wonder Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. I I deeply appreciate you for for working with me to make this happen and uh you know there's nothing better than being able to see your wonderful face. Wonderful face. Uh virtually because we can't see you physically, you know. <laughs> uh Listen, Jamaica is waiting on you Simon. What's going on? I'm telling you I have to come to Jamaica. You just have to you know uh tell me when is a good time to come and let's let's make something out of it maybe i could come and do a series of recordings of the podcast there you know mm-hmm. you That's see a good idea yeah Your and girls would love jamaica you see and and jamaican who is another jamaican is also in the in the building hey, listening in <laughs> how are you simon i'm doing well i'm doing well i have dr natalie kotesi who is a uh, a Jamaican poet and just let me quickly introduce uh, Natalie here. Uh, Natalie is actually the winner of the Caribbean Writers Marvin E Williams uh, literary prize for new or emerging writer for the Helper Experiment and published in the Caribbean Writer volume 34 under the theme Dignity, Power and Place in the Caribbean Space. Uh, Natalie has actually performed here in the states uh, natalie is also a professor at the west indies university doing incredible work and still creating time for us here um you know i remember way back when i was still figuring out where this platform was going to go natalie was one of the most consistent supporters uh africa day you are also one of the speakers you know and recently in december when i took time off uh because i had a, I had a surgery that's part of why i had to take time off from production so i needed the break for healing physically and also for my team to reorganize and be ready for this year so um you know it it meant a lot to get a message from you just asking hey what's up why are you not uh, doing the thing anymore and then i was like we are coming back you know but i want you to be a guest when we are back you know so thank you for honoring the the request um i want you to just take a minute and add anything to your introduction did did i not add some of your great accomplishments in the introduction and then talk about this proverb talk about today's proverb a child is like an axe even if it hurts you you still carry it on your shoulders sure so um i'm not i'm not sure you left anything out simon i think that's about it um i guess if i were to summarize it i would say i'm a writer i am an academic writer um i do a lot of research work as a, a lecturer at the university of the west indies mona jamaica Um so you would find um that I've written on tort law, intellectual property law, um employment and labor law. 
um, but I'm also um, uh, a creative writer. And I think that's how um, Simon and I, we, we, we met um, over a, a discussion about poetry and life and life is poetry. And so um, I, I've read uh, on Clubhouse with you, Simon, from my two existing books. Um, the first anthology is Fried Green Plantains and the second one is Sky Juice. And I've had an incredible year um, since these two publications. And my third book, I can now confirm, is gonna be published by Ian Randall Publishers. And the third book is entitled White Rum and Coconut Water. And um, I'm hoping that maybe it will come out this year. So very, very excited about that. Um, I also won five awards in this year's National Literary Writing Competition in Jamaica. And that was a, a really big moment for me. So I'm happy about that. And, and those award-winning poems will appear in, in White Rum and Coconut Water. So, you know, it's, it's nice. It's really a good feeling of feeling blessed when you can see a little bit further down the path as a writer that something's happening and that there is a warm welcome for the work when you when you release it to the world that it's resonating with people no matter where they're from you know and and i have you to thank for that simon because you've given me an opportunity to have that echo chamber you know this room this chat this program is an echo chamber for so many important thoughts messages and prayers that need to be shared um, because there's a listener who needs to hear it so um, i'm so glad you're back and just know that i'm definitely going to be praying for full recovery after this show i am sorry you had to go through that and i'm, I'm wishing you really all the best and full recovery um so this proverb i think i started talking about it a little bit and uh, I'm gonna see if I can follow the guidelines I got from Lavender. And so I think the first thing that she asked of me was um, my thoughts on the proverb. So I think that the symbolism, I would identify three things, the child, uh, the ax and the shoulder. And for me, um, it's interesting that the proverb um, asks you to think about carrying on your shoulder because then it takes it out of a more maternal carrying of the child as a mother would carry a child to a universal call to all persons to carry some sort of burden on the shoulder to allow something else to happen that's greater, something that everyone can benefit from. And that with courage and by leaning in and by offering a hand and by being humble, um, bravery, carrying that child as heavy as it is, as sharp as it is, accepting the dangers, something bigger and better is awaiting us at the other end and it's for everybody. Um, so I think there's a space where you can consider it really quite literally, um, which um, at first glance is what I thought of. I thought, oh my God, my children are definitely chopping me down. <laughs> it's really difficult to raise two teenagers, right? Um, and they're sharp. They tell you the truth when you're not ready for it. They are unfiltered. 
Um, and when you look at them, you see yourself looking back at you. And sometimes that's difficult too. Um, you don't get to run away. You don't get to give them away. You can't send them back. You have to carry them on your shoulders, no matter how heavy, no matter how much it hurts, um, no matter what life throws you. And, um, and so I think it resonated with me also as a mother of, of two children, um, how important that role is to, to embrace this responsibility of bringing children to the next level and, and embracing and fostering an environment where the children can actually, you know, be that next generation. And so I, I had two very sort of very different takes on the proverb, Simon. Yeah. That's beautiful. Now, um, do you have uh, do you have Sky Juice by any chance nearby or any of your books nearby? I I do. I, I just perfect. pulled them up a while ago. You <laughs> might have seen me when I came on the camera. I thought, oh my God, I forgot the books. So I went chasing downstairs. That's good. To find the books. <laughs> so uh, just think about. Uh, a piece uh, or two that you'd like to share with us during the show. Um, sure. Yeah, but I want to just f take a second here to welcome everyone who's joining us for today's episode of the African Father in America podcast. Uh, we are live on YouTube. If you're watching, make sure you give this video a thumbs up. Make sure you leave us with your comment uh, down below. And also look at the description section. As Lavenda advised earlier, there's a lot of resources there for you. We want our community members to take advantage of some of these doors that we are beginning to open. You know, this show is growing. We are now a five-star rated podcast on Apple. We are almost at 200,000 downloads in regards to the listenership, you know. Uh, and uh, we have over 3,100 subscribers on YouTube and it's growing uh, rapidly. And, and it's really because of the love that you're all giving this uh, show and um you know we just deeply deeply appreciate that um for those on clubhouse i see you all uh and i deeply appreciate you for being here from joseph to jermaine uh jay latanja everyone on stage take a second share the link to this room across social media and also share it on clubhouse so that we can invite some of our brothers and sisters who are not here at the moment now um Back to you, Natalie. One of the things I ask all my guests, and um, uh, and I want to ask you too, is a childhood story. You know, something that uh, I think I've had you as a guest in the past, and you've probably shared with us a similar story before. But I want you to share something new or some or the same thing anyway, because. Uh, you know, you didn't just wake up one day and uh, became a poet or became a professor, uh, but there is something that happened in your childhood that continues inspiring who you are today, you know. So I wanted you to share with us just a little story about what is it that continues to shape your journey today as the leader that uh, you are. Um, learning to dance, I think. Um, for me, I started dancing very, very early. Um, I couldn't have been more than, I don't know, seven or so, six maybe. And, um, I learned many different kinds of dance. I learned 
folk dancing, I learned ballet dancing, modern dancing. And in Jamaica, dance classes are usually held to drumming. Um, and as I grew older, I realized that this was something that I really, I really wanted to pursue. And I joined a dance company called LACADCO, um, a Caribbean dance force, it's called. And it's one of the premier dance companies in Jamaica. And I joined when I was really young. I remember I was 16. I joined as an apprentice. And I went on to become uh, a dancer with the company. We went on tour. We did lots of seasons of dance. Um, we performed at many reggae festivals. We performed at the first ever International Reggae Day. We performed with... Um, there was a concert here by um, a very big African artist. Um, oh my gosh, his name escapes me right now. Um, he came for Sumfest, and I remember we performed to his music at Sumfest. Was, was that Lucky Dube? Um, or um, Lucky Dube was was one of the was few. Was it Lucky Afri Dube? Or was it I, Alpha Blondie? Uh, was it Alpha Blondie? You know, I think it's Alpha Blondie. It, it has to be one of them. They've, they've been, one of the yeah, two of them, yeah, but it yeah. was it was Reggae Sunfest, <laughs> and it was just amazing. And um, I've always been very much uh, moved by this synergy between dancing and drumming. And um, this particular dance company does a lot of original um, movement. In fact, the artistic director, Dr. Lantanette Steins, has developed her own modern Caribbean technique called Lantec. And so that that experience of having the technique being formed on your body, because I was in the company in the formative years when she was developing the technique, and then seeing the company now and seeing the company go on to all major dance that dance stages internationally, seeing the dancers go on to do really fantastic things, being a part of the process of this technique becoming um, recognized as one that could be taught to students doing secondary school and advanced studies so you can actually take exams now. And I was a part of that process. I was one of the first dance examiners for this technique. And such is my love for dance that um, I'm still dancing. I still go back to the school of dance and take classes with the students. And um, it really, it's like my church. I don't know how to explain that. It might sound hopefully not sacrilegious, but dance completely changed my life. It changed how I write my poetry. Um, in fact, I think it's one of the things that I've had said about my work, that there is a rhythm, a musicality to the way my work sounds when read um, out loud, that in a way is a kind of dance and it's not a mistake. You know, it's very much a part of my my spiritual being and how I see the world and how I express myself. And it started very, very, very early. And interestingly, when I was um, a small child, I had what we call it duck feet. So my feet were turned in and I would almost walk <laughs> one foot in front of the other like this. 
and dancing helped me to completely change my my posture so you know dance changed me physically spiritually mentally and and i think it's such a shame that in in teaching today in most high schools um there is a tendency towards removing dance removing theater removing music and focusing on other things because um the cultural and creative industries i think doesn't always get the sort of support that it needs when in fact you know for me anyway from where i see it it is the center it is the heartbeat that makes everything else happen and everything else worth fighting for yeah i love that i love that now while i still have your your attention i want you to pick a piece that you want to read for us and uh after that I also want you to share how we can where we can get copies of some of your books and then I'll go straight into our audience members. I know everyone is eagerly waiting to uh, to comment on our conversation uh, and also to share their own perspectives on the proverb, but I just want to give you space uh, and I'm also watching the time that we have. I honestly feel that we need to have you back on the show, you know. Uh and uh, yeah, we need to have you back on the show because you have a lot um to say. and i feel that i'm always rushing through our sessions together <laughs> so uh so that's what we should do uh, pick a piece that you want to read for us today sure. tell us which book it's coming from uh and afterwards let us know where we can get a copy because i, I want everyone who is listening and everyone who is watching to also you know uh, go into their pockets and support the amazing work that you do sure all right so today i will read uh free and it's from sky juice the cover is looking am i going the right way cover looks like that right there right there that's perfect that's, that's perfect yeah <laughs> and um it's available on amazon and barnes and noble um it's readily available you just order it they'll deliver it to you online um free a free man can see you in his sunburnt ancestors yet he does not know his kin the names of the slaves that boarded the vessels nor the legend of their king a free woman can feel you in her tightly knotted cane rows but she does not know her tribe the rituals for babies born in drought nor the courtship for a young bride somehow i have known you all my life because the spirits followed me through the middle passage from a watery grave onto island shores i rise up in a new world free yet still a slave but mother knows best the wind rush that anchored me in brixton capsized innumerable souls with my own this village crippled folkways silence the kalimba lilt of colorful voices into a dull monotone i walk past generations firing up electric lane with gritty cultural fear but shops no longer sell that brand of happiness here i want to belong to go home and come back but there is no refuge from being born black Thank you Natalie thank you that's powerful you know 
Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. I want to open space here for Cubs to just make a comment and also share, you know, a comment on my conversation with Dr. Natalie uh, Kotesi, who is our special guest today, and also, you know, your own perspective in regards to today's proverb. Go ahead, Cubs. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> I love that reading, um, Dr. Kotesi. There's a lot of people on the stage, so I'm going to be quick. Um, on the aspect of the proverb, what I just thought to myself is um, sometimes, uh, you know, when they talk about a child being like an axe, sometimes you go through those teenage periods with children where it's difficult, but that is your child and you'll find a way to, um, uh, to figure it out. You know, that's part of life is there are always going to be difficulties. Um, and then on to uh, what you had said and, and starting with dance and your view of dance. Uh, you sound like such a creative person. Um, and your reading, I almost wish you could read it again because it's so deep and so powerful. Um, and it needs to be given like, you know, some space to just like rest and be received in the power in which it was read. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still, you know, t taking, taking it in me, but I was just thinking about, you know, my ancestors and how they live, you know, through me. And it can be interpreted in different ways, depending on, you know, where you're from and your story and your history. And also the ability to have empathy for, you know, um, another part of us that went through, uh, you know, the difficulty of the transatlantic uh, slave trade and still, you know, the fight for freedom continues. So thank you so much for such, such a, a powerful uh, read. Thank Excellent. you. Thank you, Cubs. Um, and uh, Dr. Natalie, we are going to give you a chance to just reflect on all the comments. So I'll just go through everyone so that I make sure we give as many of our brothers and sisters who are here with us uh, space as possible. Uh, let's go to Stella. How are you doing, Stella? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to everything, uh, the proverb and the conversation with Dr. Natalie? Stella has been having trouble with her phone, so I, I, I understand that, just in case that's still the issue. Uh, and I'll go straight to Brother Arth. How are you doing, Brother Arth, and uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, where are you joining us from? Peace and love, family. It's Brother Arth. I'm coming from the North Carolina Territory. Greetings, village. Again, you know, um, every time I come in this room, Simon, you know, hearing different people experiences, you know, it's like we get to experience different shades of life or different slices of life through uh, other people's experiences when you bring them on. And it helps to uh, broaden my horizons or everyone's horizons. And, you know, it opens your eyes to things you might may have not normally seen. And um, as far as the, the poem that she read, I agree with Cobb. That was a uh, very powerful, and that's something you almost really need to sit down and read it to really take in what she's saying. But uh, uh, what I heard or what I took from it is, and what's so powerful is because how they tried to use black, black to blot out our history, our heritage, our ancestors, and we are so much more than that. And, um, you know, just to, to have that level of consciousness 
is very uh, important and powerful. And as far as the proverb goes, uh, what I say is uh, a child is like an axe. Even if it hurts you, you still carry it on your shoulder. Um, understanding that, you know, most things that had the power to do good also had the power to do e evil. Um, regardless to the fact your child is your child and you should always keep them uh, close. You know, something your child might do, you might not agree with, if, if you might be against it or it, it may hurt you, yet and still it's so important that you continue to love your child because if you don't love your child, it can cause them to go over the deep end. And I'll give you this example. Um, I know uh, a, a sister, she, you know, call herself getting grown, start wanting to do what she wanted to do. Uh, she had a strict parent. Her parent got mad at her and put her out. When she put her out, you know, she was into the street. She got on drugs. Uh, and she uh, started selling her body or what have you. And I also know a brother who, like, his father was never in his life. He ended up taking him in when he was already kind of, I say, you know, as a child, you go through phases. You go through where you learning phase. But most men or males go through a knucklehead phase. Anyway, he was in his knucklehead phase when his father took him in. They bumped heads like twice. The dude put the, the boy out. The boy started breaking in the houses and getting all in, into stuff. And, I, you know, I, me and him was talking, and I told him, I felt like you sent uh, your son to be out there with the wolves too soon. He needed more love and support, and instead of loving and supporting him, uh, you sent them out to the wolves, and it ended up hurting him more in the long run. But I could continue to go on and on, but I'll leave the floor for the other family. Peace and love, brother Ernie. Thank, uh, thank you, Brother Arth, for, for always sharing, you know, uh, snippets of stories that directly relate to the proverb of the day and really align with the conversation. So thank you again. Brother Rushi, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your perspectives on, uh, you know, on the proverb and comments to Dr. Natalie? Salam, salam. Wow, uh, I was not ready for uh, Dr. Kotesi today. That, that poem uh, really set me uh was really deep <clears throat> uh I, I very i really do appreciate uh the poem and, and what she's saying i really do agree with her with the with the uh, her interpretation of the uh proverb <clears throat> but in her poem what really stuck with me about the poem she just read was the last line was so deep she said there is no refuge in being black and that really resonated with me a lot and that also resonated with how I feel about this proverb. There really is no refuge in being a parent, you know? Um, there's so, I, when I read this, this proverb makes me think of grandmothers. We have so many grandmothers that are raising children for the second time. You know, I think about how, how, how heavy of an ax that is, how heavy of an ax that really is when we have so many parents that, you know, they do so much for their child. And I think about the proverb yesterday, when you, when you think of that bad child who doesn't take advice, you know, how, how heavy of an ax that is. You know, I watch a lot of uh, reality crime shows 
And one thing that always gets me on reality crime shows when when a young person gets arrested and they're and they're in jail or they're getting interrogated or they're about to go to jail for a serious crime. You know, they, they act like they don't care about the world, but the first thing they do is say, uh, can you call my mother, please? They always ask for their mother. You know, there's, everyone's so big and bad, but their mother is the only person that really sees them for who they really are and the acts that they carry. You know, the burden that, that, that their mother carries when they have a child that, you know, cuts down the world with what they do with their actions. So it really, it really makes you think about that. And I really do appreciate the uh, guest today. And hopefully she can come back for more because I am yearning for more of, uh, of uh, the poems that she has. And hearing her read it, it really brings a lot of light to us. I thank you for the time, Sonny. Uh, thank you again, Brother Rushi. Dr. Natalie is nodding. Uh, she's going to have a moment to respond to some of your comments here. Let's go to Latanja. How are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to, uh, you know, the, the, the poem and the proverb? Uh, good day and uh, happy new rising. Um, I am really just happy to be here. As it says, a child is like an axe, even if it hurts you you still carry it on your shoulder. And I say to birth a nation forms a great wave of creation. We become invested in our future based upon how we develop our children's direction. And there's pain in childbirth, yet we as mothers endure. We offer a shield of protection. And it also makes me think about the, the proverb 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I recall my mother marching with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. as she talked about how uh, during the time of the civil rights movement and racism and everything like that, she marched because she wanted us to have equality and to know our rights. And I says, well, why is it that you all sat on the back of the bus? And she says, well, that's just the way it was. But Dr. King came and opened up their eyes and their awareness that they had rights. And so I did not ever experience what that is. I lived in a free space and a free consciousness. So I did not go through anything and have no uh, wherewithal or any understanding of what that could be like. And so when you have a mother that fights for you, that our ancestors fight for us, then we can walk through this life knowing that we are more than conquerors. And I like how Dr. Natalie Cortesi talks about in her uh, ways in which what inspired her is her dancing. So we need to be able to focus more on the creative passions that ignite us to be our very best selves. And I'll yield my mic. Thank you so much, uh, Latanja. I love that. I love that. Uh, let's go to Jay. Jay, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts uh, on the proverb and the poem? Um, hi, uh, Dr. Natalie. Uh, good morning to everyone that's in the room because I'm coming from Seattle, so I'm saying good morning. I, I am. I was so happy <laughs> when I came on and I saw that Dr. Natalie was your guest. I'm just going to say three things very, very quickly because I know you're running out of time. First thing, anytime you have Dr. Natalie, decide that your room will be an hour and a half <laughs> because she must be able to read her poetry. Um, 
when I saw that Dr. Natalie was on, I ran and got my book. I'm telling everyone, you must get the book Sky Juice. It is phenomenal. It's not just powerful. It is very rhythmic. And to hear Dr. Natalie read her poetry, you get a better flavor and feel of the emotions, of the smells, of the culture, of the food, of the history uh, of Jamaica. It's, it's fabulous. So I encourage everyone to get the book Sky Juice. I'm looking at mine right now. And I was really hoping that Dr. Natalie would have an opportunity to, to read Where Are You From? There are several in that book that are my favorite. So uh, I agreed with everything Dr. Natalie said in terms of her interpretation of the Proverbs. So I won't go into my thoughts. Uh, I'll just say that I am in alignment and I am in agreement um, with Dr. Natalie's um, more deeper and more powerful uh, interpretation. Thank you so much. And um, I was very honored very quickly Thanks to um, Simon to have uh, Dr. Nowley as a guest uh, reader with the African-American Writers Alliance. And I want her back so much. So I hope one day we can figure that out. Thank you so much. We well, will. Everyone. We will. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jay. Uh, you and I are supposed to talk sometime today. So let's talk about how to bring Dr. Natalie back and if possible to Seattle one day. Uh, but uh, I want to go to Jermaine. Jermaine, how are you, my brother? Uh, you know, we brought, we brought, uh, you know, someone who is in the same uh, time zone as you here today. Uh, Dr. Natalie, just so you know, Jermaine has been representing Jamaica in this room almost every day. So I'm just really uh, grateful for you, Jermaine. Nice. Thank you so much. Um, greetings, Dr. Natalie. Um, it's really is a beautiful um, room. And, you know, Simon, you know, is a pioneer and this up in, in promoting family values, you know, Pan-Africanism, you know, mm -hmm. African culture, you know, through his podcast. So, you know, it's really, you know, it's a honor to hear, you know, you, your poem. And the last line as well was very, you know, critical and vital, you know. The, um, the last point of your poem that you just read, um, I, I'm a past student you know, of that institution that, you know, you speak of, University of the West Indies. You know, I recall my times, you know, in the writing, the, the writing center, on the reading room. You know, I'm a terrible writer. I too, that's the last course and the first course um, I did. Um, give thanks, you know, for Dr. Chantal Moore, um, you know, Wendy McLean. I would love to reconnect with her. You know that assisted you know in developing my writing skills um you know give thanks you know for um you know your contribution to literature and poem the university of the west indies and the literature department have you know very well you know international renowned um um literature experts and poets you know from you know dr professor carolyn cooper you know, Melvin Morris, Kenneth Barr, among others, you know, they have um, a lot of writings about Caribbean, you know, and just Pan-African issues in their poems and writings. So I just want to honor you in this space um, and that you will just continue to, you know, to do your work. Um, as it regards to the poem, not the poem, but the proverb, you know, 
what can I say? You know, you you carry a child. I guess the poem is based on most African mother who you who use a a particular um. I don't know the name of it, but can you tell me the name of it, Simon? That they put that child in and carry it on their backs, and they can do a lot of things, work while they have, you know. They, can somebody help me to? What's the name of that thing that they use to put their, you know, their babies yeah. in? The, in Kenya, we call it shuka, you know, or leso, you know. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Oleso, shuka. Yeah. yeah. And there are yeah. names and language based on, you know, the geographical location, but. You know, that's a child, and they use the proverbs as an ox, carry an ox on their back. And then uh, when the child starts to walk, you carry on their side, and you, you know, they hold on to you, your apron or, you know, your skirt tail, as we say in Jamaica. So you start to walk beside you, you grow beside you, become a man. You know, and oh, I'm amazing. An ox to me is, you know, it's just like a child and a human being, you know, it's the same. It's same way it can be effective. It can, you know, chop wood fire, you know, to warm the house and cook the meals. And that same ox can massacre the family. So it is so significant, this proverb that you just bring forward, because indeed, you know, children are ox, you know, they, they, they can be such glorious joy and peace and good values and make the family name continue in honorable way. But at the same time, you know, you know, I think Brother Earth says something about how children can go out, you know, to create a problem for the society and cut down the society, you know, and bring massacre. I'm sure Natalie can recall, you know, a fellow Jamaican called Lee. He, he used to, um, was unfortunately tied with Lee Boyd. His name is Lee Boyd Malvo, and he was linked with, you know, a fellow called Mohammed in Washington, D.C., and he he became known as the sniper, the Washington, the D.C. sniper. You know, that young man now who is in, you know, in prison, you know, perhaps for the rest of his life, you know, was an ox that was let, you know, to go uncontrolled, you know, let loose. Because human beings can be an ox, as I said before. So it doesn't really matter the parenting or the lack of parenting. You know, it's... It's just, you know, it's just the in, intrinsic, you know, it's just the nature. A child can have a good mother, you know, that love the child, you know, give the child the best of the best. And when the, the mother get old, you know, the child don't look at the mother, don't look at the parent. The child, you know, neglect their parent in their old age when they, you know, grow them, birth them, care them. So, indeed, my perspective is just simply, you know, that, you know, a child, a human being is just an ox. And we just have to accept the good, you know, the quality and hope, you know, that that ox will, you know, bring good news and good name to the value and to the family and to the parent, to the home and to the society. You know, that is just my, you know, interpretation. Give thanks again, Simon. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Jermaine. Uh, we have the last guest here, Dr. Natalie, uh, who is joining us from Namibia. And then you will be able to reflect on everything. And if possible, read us one other piece uh, Jay requested, and it's difficult to say no to Jay. So uh, my brother, Emeka, Joseph Kafunda, an amazing uh, brother who has a lot of, he's like an historian and he's running a tour company, he's a film producer. Joseph uh, has also been my guest here not too long ago. 
and he's really a, a, a collaborator of mine. Uh, how are you, Joseph? Where are you joining us from today? And briefly, what are your thoughts in regards to my conversation with Dr. Natalie and the proverb for the day? Uh, thank you, uh, Brother Simon. Uh, I'm finding myself, I'm still in Zimbabwe. I'm actually, I was supposed to be taking my guests for a walk to the Victoria Falls. And uh, when I hear um, Dr. speaking or uh, reading a poem, I couldn't um, move. So I told my clients just to have a look at the market while I'm enjoying the conversation because uh, this is a wonderful conversation. And uh, her words are speaking volume to me right now before I could enter the mighty uh, Victoria Falls. So I'm in Zimbabwe and uh, in the next two days, I need to be back in Namibia. You know, Clubhouse has been really uh, somewhere where we have spoken very vocally about traveling to Africa. I'm receiving six people that I met here also on Clubhouse when we're doing our Wednesday show of uh, promoting Africa. So I have six people are coming next week, Wednesday, that I have to be hosting here in Namibia. But the conversation of today, like I said, it's in a very, very powerful message. I'm here listening, although I joined a little bit later, but um, I read the poem and uh, I read the, 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 the conversation of today and uh, I understood that a child is something or someone who is very important. When you have a child or when a child is being uh, given birth, that person, we should be able to treat that person differently because that's a future that we have there. And uh, for me, it, it hurts a lot that I see Africans, we are still abusing our children when we have them. We don't really respect them. We don't really care about them. But all we care is about what if we don't have them. But imagine those who can't have those children, those who can't be even the children, the hurts, the much of hurts that they do have. So I always say that we should look at our children different and we should be able to help them and assist them so that they can become the future generations. Because our generation of today, what we have, it's because of our parents that they care for us. They really show the love that we, we have. So if we can also show the love that we have for our children, we can have a better futures. So Simon, my apology, my clients are here. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you. Thank you very much. And I will follow or I will, I will listen to the replay and I will be able to uh, share it with the rest of the world. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Uh, keep doing uh, the work that you do of showing the world uh, the beauty of Africa. Uh, Dr. Natalie, now I'm back with you. Uh, before I give you, you know, I pass the mic to you for you to be able to just wrap up the show for us. Uh, number one, I want you to reflect on what you heard our brothers and sisters say. If there's something that stood out to you, feel free to speak about it. If you have a piece that you want to read for us in closing, also feel free. But most importantly, I want you to let us know where we can read some of your, where we can get some, of, where we can buy some of your books. Because I want us to make sure we put a little bit of money in your in your pocket. Uh, it's difficult to. Uh, you know, to promote your own books as an author. It's difficult as an artist to promote your own music. But if you have the village that actually does it for you, uh, it's, it's, it's great. And so for me, I want to, whenever I have a guest here, especially, you know, people who are doing groundbreaking work like you, I want to make sure I, I, I do what I need to do. So um, 
just quickly for if you're watching this on uh youtube make sure you subscribe to the channel and give this video a thumbs up and if you are on clubhouse and you're not following me i would encourage you to do that because that's one of the ways that when we do this every monday to friday at 6 a.m pacific standard time you will be notified clubhouse will notify you when i go live uh on the on the app and the same applies to youtube once you subscribe uh you know youtube notifies you when we go live so dr natalie please wrap it up for us sure um well i think i was i was very very moved by um the last speaker um who spoke about um how we treat children when we have them and how we view the role that children play in our lives and it's very much adjacent to the point that was made um, by my my fellow Jamaican right before him when he spoke about how, despite best efforts, a parent, in particular a mother, um, he he underscored um, how a mother might try her best with a child, but you can't sort of predetermine how that child might come out, but that you hope that this child. Um, here signified by the acts and acts who can um, be the force of potential possibility hope change many positive things um, that while we we are hopeful that with our continued support um, the child could of course um, you know enrich the world it's it's not a guarantee and so perhaps um, for me, it ties in with, with how I viewed the poem and expressed um, the proverb as I'd expressed earlier, also the significance of that shoulder and having to carry the child like an ax on the shoulder and that continued support, the importance of mentorship, Simon, the importance of the community rallying around the child, rallying around each other to move things forward. So I think, I think that was really what what I, I i took away and of course jay who who loves this this particular poem from sky juice um where are you from um the poem uh does speak to perhaps sometimes how we don't support uh each other um you know and words words can be very powerful um but their power resides um in the ability to share the word, which is why your program is, is so crucial. You know, it's providing a forum for the conversation to take place. And I'm so grateful to you for that, Simon. Um, but as everyone um, offered their comments, um, I had another vision of what I thought the proverb could be saying. And it's this, that it is our own inner child that we have to carry on our shoulder. And that whatever childhood we experienced when we were young, that experience will carve us out. It will determine who we go on to become, good, bad, or ugly. That the inner child is an ax on our shoulder that we have to support for the rest of our lives. The experiences of learning to dance, the experiences of expression through writing, the experiences of being loved by one parent or no parent, 
the experiences of having friends, of finding a community to share, and the experience of having a mentor, all of those things um, spring from that child that you're carrying inside of you. You come back to that child again and again and again, no matter how old you are. There's an expression that says, once a man, twice a child, you come back to it. Um, no matter how old you are, you come back to that self. How do you carry it forward? Um, and there's another favorite, I think, of Jay's called Transfiguration, which I'll read. Um, also from, from Sky Juice, right? Transfiguration. I have wandered for decades from my birthplace, Kingston. I have seen foreign places, loved and hated foreign faces. I have evolved from brown to black to browning, doubted my identity, but never my beauty. I have a quick tongue and an impatient heart. I love love and I've been broken many times. My curiosity has caused me loss, yet made me resilient. I've been weighed by my relationships as someone's daughter, sister, mother, wife, and found wanting. I forged my own crown and built my own kingdom to keep happiness in and skullduggery beyond its borders. I have bubbled to dance hall and played reggae music. I've written couscous prose, but never understood my voice until I was still. I am all these things in the afternoon of life, but every morning, my inner child rises with the sun, smiling because I am. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful and powerful and directly aligned to this proverb, you know. I feel like, uh, you know, when you think about this proverb, that poem, our conversation here, uh, and also how many Jamaican poems, many African poems, uh are are so related you know um sometime uh, a couple of months ago i used to see a sister from brazil uh, who could not understand english very well or speak english very well but she attended these sessions and whenever she could speak she would say you know that proverb is very much like this one you know and she's afro-brazilian you know so there's so much uh, alignment uh that uh, we can only understand when we sit together like this, like we are doing right now. And so, uh, Dr. Natalie Kotesi, I thank you very much. And I thank, uh, I know you're busy, so I deeply appreciate it. Check your Instagram inbox after this. But also yes. tell us what your Instagram handle is, how everybody is watching, how can they stay sure. connected with you? All right, no problem. So it's Natalie Cortese, just my name. Um, there's my first book. This is Fried Green Plantains. And Fried Green Plantains is available from the Black Cultural Archives in London. You can order it online. And then there is Sky Juice, which is also available online um, from Amazon and uh, Barnes and & Noble. And I have a very, a very good website called um, skyjuicebooklaunch.com. And when you go to skyjuicebooklaunch.com, you'll get to see um, pictures, videos, 
Um, there's a, a digital art installation, a short, two short videos that you could watch. One which is movement choreography with a Jamaican choreographer to my poetry. And another one which is a digital art installation, lots of photos and other events that I have done related to these two books so far. And of course, Simon, uh, White Rum and Coconut Water is on its way. So one more book coming up. And I, of course, book in my space to come back to read and talk about the next title once it's out. Yeah, for sure. I, I think we, we have to do a series. We have to do a series uh, of conversations uh, and go back to your first book, go back to Sky Juice, and as we wait for the new one. <laughs> as we wait for the new one. So I'll, 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 I'll connect with you, uh, you know, in private and just talk about sure. how we can truly collaborate uh, between Jamaica, Seattle, and Kenya. Uh, for now, I just want to thank all our guests. You know, you've all been patiently listening and watching, and uh, we can't do this without you, you know. So your time uh, is really, really valued, and I know that. And I want you to think, I know that I am grateful. And so have a nice weekend. We'll be back here uh, Monday to Friday next week, 6 a.m., uh, to uh, 7 a.m. PST. I don't know what time it is in Jamaica, by the way. Uh, go it's ahead. It's 10:18 in the morning. Oh, so it starts at it starts at 9 a.m. Jamaica time. Correct. Okay, great, great, great. So Simon, That's, I thought this was the French version. You know, I we used know. to do French uh, sessions like, on Fridays, but we yeah <laughs> yeah say something in French. Say something in French then. <laughs> Non, j'avoue, c'est la raison pour laquelle j'ai choisi cette date, hein, parce que je, je me rappelais que auparavant, le vendredi, c'était quand même, tu vois, réservé pour le français. Donc j'attendais un peu d'échange avec les autres francophones, quoi. Mais merci. ça fait rien, je suis très contente d'être ici, et merci beaucoup de m'avoir. Merci Génial. beaucoup. Merci. <laughs> that's, that's all I can remember now. So for those who don't know, we used, every Friday used to be, uh, you know, the same program, but we would center French-speaking people of African descent. I miss those sessions. We could not sustain it, you know. But if you want to come back every Friday, we can revive them. <laughs> think about that. Think about that. Uh, anyway, thank you. Thank you so much. And Jay was right. If we are having a conversation with you, we should plan for an hour and a half. Now I know. <laughs> now I know. Anyway. Uh, you have a beautiful weekend. Uh, you'll hear Thank from you. me. Yeah, you'll hear from me for sure. Thank you so much. Ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Blessings. The answer is yes. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. 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 Okay. You'll hear from me. <laughs> okay. Blessings. Bye, everyone, and thank you so much for sharing. Anytime. Africa, Father in America. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo, live from Seattle, Washington, USA.